right, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I will be playing Poppy Pembroke, a Girl Scout who is trying to get a pretty deathly serious badge. Hi, I'm Richard Stack, and I'm playing Stanley Nimick, and Stanley is wondering whether any vacuum salesman has ever lost their demo case in a collapsing building before. Hi, I'm Chris Gladys. I'm playing Father Connor Gilroy, or Father Gill, uh, a Catholic priest who's trying to resolve the issues of right and wrong and how the Girl Scouts figure into that. Hi, I'm Willow Wilson. I'm playing Joanna Vaughn. I know pretty much everything, and sometimes I have horns. City of Mist, Issue 6. On the cover, we see the impact site of this mysterious meteorite. And while the stream of black smoke curling up into the sky hasn't quite changed, and we can see the feet of whatever this angel thing is still hovering far above the ground, there is something different. There are palm trees where there weren't before. There is something far below Digging a trench, filling in with water. It looks like the area is changing and becoming something else. Joanna, what time was it when you got to the address that Minha gave you? I mean, I probably headed there pretty directly from the gray the gray wood um i mean i stopped a little bit to patch up my knee but for the most part i pretty much headed directly there so however long it would take for me to get there it is a little before dawn yeah you can you can see the the colors in the sky starting to change your knee is pretty well bandaged and oh, thank goodness. your one tier of injury is gone. Although your, your pants, I think are a little torn still. They already were. So you're pretty sure that this is the address. It is the address that she wrote down for you. The front door is slightly askew. Standing on the sidewalk, looking up, the house looks dark. The house is silent and the door is partially open. I, uh, I open the door cautiously and peek inside. Right inside, the hallway goes straight to the back of the house. You can see rooms off to the right, rooms off to the left. And right in front of you looks like a sort of scattered pile of ash. Most of it is inside some now empty clothes. And from there, you can hear sounds far in the back of the house so you can't see anything it doesn't sound like they're close whatever's making those sounds is not close keep uh keep exploring the place i i have been told that there are allies here so i'm hoping that that's where i'm headed do you have a source of light yeah i i probably let's see i i don't have the lamp anymore because i threw that at a worm I could grab a flashlight. Um, 
either either I, I bought I actually bought one on the way here or I just know where the flashlight section is and I just zoink. Which one? Um let's do the zoink. I just I just grab I grabbed through my portal. Can you roll to see if the flashlight oh. is where you think it is? Why yes I can. All right, with my with three tags, that's a ten. Yes, the flashlight was exactly where you thought it was. What does it look like as it as you come up with it? Um, it, it literally it just looks like I'm pulling something out of my sleeve, even though the, the, the flashlight is probably a little too bulky to have come out of my sleeve. But there's a a, a very a modest flourish about it. But yeah, it looks like it's just coming out of my sleeve into my hand. Do you have a plan for exploring this house? I'm going to uh, head toward the voices, I think. As you make your way down the central hallway of this house, off to the sides, you can see other piles of ash and other piles of discarded clothing. But no signs of movement, no signs of life. And you make your way towards the back. As you do, the house doesn't look as though it's been meticulously cared for, but it does seem like there's a little bit of a an uneasiness just to the weight of the entire structure. It's not creaking. It doesn't feel like it's rot, but something feels just slightly unstable about the whole thing. Okay. When you get back towards the kitchen, there is another door off to your left, that looks like it just leads to stairs that are running down to the basement. And you're pretty certain that is where these voices are coming from. At this point, you can hear that they are men. I was told by Mina that there was a, there's, there's a priest, a vacuum cleaner guy, and a Girl Scout. going to listen and see if I hear anything pick out in their conversation. <laughs> Um, something that w- could identify them as such. So standing upstairs, trying not to make noise, neither of these two voices sound like a Girl Scout. One of the men sounds very injured, and the other sounds like he's trying to comfort him or tend to him in some way. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about vacuum cleaners or the clergy. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try to sneak toward them. Get a get a get a look. You get the sense that it isn't as easy as just wanting to be quiet in this house. So let's see what you can roll. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, I mean, I am trying to get information, but I. I think the main focus of this move is trying to remain undetected. So yeah, sneak around. I can use, let's see, my keep low tag. Yeah, I guess just the one tag. Okay. Rolled two ones. So that's a three. So the first step going down the stairs to the basement is totally fine. I'm so good at this. The second step snaps under your weight And you fall through the stairs onto a shelf below, scattering paint cans and stuff like that. And I think that because that's a pretty low roll, 
you might have a tier one injury of tender ankle. Okay. Okay. Which will probably... It's not the knee. Yeah, it's not the knee. Uh, so it, this is the kind of thing that as long as you're not trying to run right now, it probably won't get worse and it'll go away pretty soon. Okay. The two voices have stopped. You hear footsteps coming in your direction. You sell vacuum cleaners? One of the voices says, you missed him. And a face comes around the corner. And this is a very tall, thin man. He looks a little odd. You can feel that he is probably a rift. But he doesn't look extraordinarily strange at the moment. He just looks very tall, very thin. And he looks at you with surprise and says, who are you? And are you, well, are you hurt? Yes, my friend is hurt. And if I it's oh, wonderful, wonderful. I was hoping, I was hoping so. Can I help you up? Are you okay? I'm, I'm okay. Okay. It's just my ankle. I'm fine. Wonderful. Uh, this way, this way. And he leads you around the shelves and you see another man laying on the ground who looks as though his legs have been crushed. He is next to a wall that it looks like someone has taken a chisel to and just carved a huge chunk out of, and this hole in the wall just goes down into black. This man was dragged up this hole. Beside him on the floor is a massive stack of Girl Scout cookie boxes, and there's another case beside them that's kind of large and bulky. And the tall man says... My friend was was hurt, uh, and we're waiting for someone to come and help. But if you know anything, this man on the floor is just sort of writhing. He's, he's bleeding a lot. His mouth is bigger than most people's mouths, and it looks a little odd. I look, I look at each of them. You, are you demons? You have to tell me if you're demons. <laughs> The man on the floor looks as though he's he's barely conscious, uh, but the man who's standing looks confused for a moment. No, no, we are not. We are not demons. We're just. My friend has been hurt. He is just like you and me, and I don't have the ability to help him right now. Is there anything you can do for his pain? Anything that you can do? Do you know medicine? Do you can you help? I reach through a portal and just grab some morphine. Roll. Okay. Uh, let's see. So small portal, summoning objects. Cool. So that's four tags. That's much better. All right. That's an 11. This tall man is very surprised to see some strange things come out of your sleeve. Did you bring syringes? Did you bring? It's, it's literally a syringe full of morphine that comes out of my sleeve into my hand. Like, whoosh. okay. We ready to do this? Which arm? <laughs> uh, he's, uh, I, I don't know. It's his, it's his legs. Would you put that in his leg? Do you, are you using the entire amount or how? I, I, I don't do know. Do some calculations. Do, do, do. Yeah, okay. You look like this. Wait, math. And uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and zoink. And the, after a moment, the man on the ground stops twitching. And he doesn't stop moving altogether, but he slows and it looks like he falls unconscious, though he's still breathing heavily. And the tall man looks very relieved. Thank you. 
I am I am incredibly grateful and 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 so happy that you were able to find us in time. I assume he looks a little you're you're not the doctor didn't send you? Dr. Munez did not send you here? Yeah. Um Dr. Munez sent me here. Oh wonderful. Are is the car out front? Should we bring him out to the car now? Uh no. Uh he sent me out um ahead. He had something else to attend to real quick. Okay. All right. So then the car, the car will be here soon, and then we'll be able to get him there and bring him to the doctor. I am incredibly grateful. Is there anything that I can do for you uh, is to show my gratitude? Yeah. Uh, would you tell me what exactly happened so I can better assess the situation and uh, properly inform Dr. Munoz when he gets here? Yes. Um, it's a long story. The doctor doesn't normally ask questions like that. Uh, but I can say that my friend and I were, we were performing a ritual and we had invited people that we had thought would help us and they did not. They, um, there was, um, I suppose a miscommunication and many of us, it, it the, the plan was not fulfilled. When I walked in, there were, um, there was some clothing full of ash. Is that what became of them? No. They were people. Not really. They were they were here to help, and I suppose when when their time expired, they expired as well. Mm-hmm. They were they were temp- they were here temporarily to help us with our project. But no, they were not people. They were just assistants. Okay. Yeah, and the people who uh, who you brought in, who uh, who betrayed the cause, they they're not. They 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 left. They've they've vacated the premises. They are no longer here. They uh, most of them I saw get out safely. There was one that I suppose I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to her, but the other three did get out safely. I don't I don't know where they are and I am fine if I don't know where they are again. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to need you to do in preparation for Dr. Munoz who'll be able to get here and um better help. Uh so we're we're going to need to stabilize the legs. Just keep the legs exactly where they are. Don't let them move. Just keep them nice and firmly right there and don't don't leave. So it'll be a few minutes. So just I'm going to go check back with Dr. Munoz. Um, so you guys just stay here. Uh, and, and I cannot stress this enough, sir. I need you to keep your hands on this person's legs and just focus on keeping them stable. Yeah, I'll be back in a bit. And he says, um, I will wait right here until until the car arrives. Yes, of course. Uh, okay. If, if I could ask just, you've already been very helpful i have just one more request if you could i do not wish to see those who were here last night again but my friend was quite insistent and he points to the case that this get returned to the man who brought it on top of it you see a manila envelope 
that is secured with twine. And he says, if it is possible, there is a card with the man's address on it. I think if you could return that case and that envelope to him, or if, if you cannot, then perhaps a friend, if you could. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take that. Um, I'll go ahead and load it up in the car now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, the car is here? Oh. Uh, I mean, then... I'll, walk, I'll be walking toward it. I'll be, I'll be way out there walking a, a block or two. But you guys, you, oh. I still need you to stay right here and keep hands on those legs, okay? Hands yes. on the legs. Keep yes. them staple. Like this? Like is this how? You're going to have to actually get on the ground. Oh. Uh, keep your eyes on on the knees. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, keep focus. Okay. Uh, I'll be back in a few minutes. Don't get distracted. I'll return with Dr. Munez. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So I'm going to uh, get out of the, the building, uh, summon some gasoline. <laughs> how are you transporting this gasoline? Like a gasoline tank. You can just get a tank of gasoline, right? That's a thing that people can do. And my only question about like a tank of gasoline is the size of it. So I might not be able to use my small objects tag, but I could use my portals tag. So it won't look like it's coming out of my sleeve. Yeah. Try. Okay. Um, yep. So that's an eight. So with a mixed success. It takes you a moment, you like you reach through the portal, it's not quite there, you move your hand, you move your hand, okay, there it is, and you bring it through, so you have the item that you were looking for, and at about that time, a car pulls up in front of the house. This is not just a, a standard Studebaker, this is a hearse, and the doors open up, and so you have a moment here, standing on the front stoop, with the case in one hand, and this container in the other, this gasoline container. And it looks like the first person out of the car sort of looks at you a little puzzled, but goes around to open the back anyway. To the, to the person with the hearse. They're in there. Um, you, you can go ahead and go in there. Just right inside? I think they were... Uh, I forgot if they were upstairs or downstairs. Like, I don't know. Maybe just check everywhere. But they're in there somewhere. I don't... I don't know. Can you, I'd like you to try to convince him. Yeah. Uh, and so he came out, opened the back and started getting out a gurney and someone else got out of the car to help him with the gurney. And then the driver just sort of got out and is standing there. Okay. So th there were three people in this car. Okay. That's a lot more. Okay. Uh, my original idea was to just get them all to, all to go in there so I could keep doing my thing and then burn it all to the darn ground. But that's a that's a lot of extra people, um, and there's no guarantee that they're all just gonna go in there and wait. Now I'm thinking, there's a way. The driver seems to be leaning on the car, and takes out a cigarette like he's here to wait. Can I try to convince them that this is the wrong house? You can try to do anything you like. Is there like are there like address numbers? On the side of the house that they would have been headed toward? I would assume so. It's sort of like a brownstone. Um, uh, yeah, while they're unloading the gurney, I'm just going to kind of walk over there through some sleight of hand. I want to change the numbers on the address thing. Is it painted on or is it like, like screwed on? Let's say they're screwed on. Okay. 
I know science. Is there like a something that I could summon that'll just like dissolve the metal? I'm certain you can find it. Okay, I, I I'm think... certain if it exists, Joanna knows exactly what it is and how to do it. I'm curious about how you do it with them outside the car about to walk up the steps to the house. Because I was already kind of playing like I was not all all the way in my head. So I'm just going to ham that up and like, uh, I'm going to go over to the side of the house and just pretend I'm, I'm throwing up, put my hand against the side of the, the wall while I'm pretending to puke and uh, use that positioning to try to do what I'm doing. So you're going to try to find this substance. Yeah. And just pour it on one of the numbers. So this is your gambit. Like this is your one shot to like influence them. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think that's four tags. Give it a shot. Come on, dice. All right. That's a 10. So what is it that happens? I go over to the side of the house, kind of woozy looking, kind of swaying. I put my hand against the wall to kind of support me as I lean over and but in my hand, I'm summoning a vial of some sciencey stuff and just sort of pouring it, splashing it onto the, the numbers. So it'll change the numbers of the address, the thing dissolves, wipe my mouth and discard the vial. And I turn back to them and say, oh shit, this isn't even the right house. Oh, I got turned around, didn't I? The man leading the gurney notices that the numbers are not what he thought they were and turns back to the driver and says, hey, this is the wrong house. This is the wrong house. Back in the car. It's a few blocks. I got lost. I'm just going to lie down. They're not listening to you. They're like, they rush down back to the car and they're arguing. And the guy at the car is like, no, this is, oh, I thought that was the right address. And they start sort of turning around like, well, but that's the next house. Wait a minute. So they're very confused. And you think that they might be confused for a minute or so. So you might have a moment to do a thing, but it doesn't look like they're leaving. I mean, I I think I'm going to at least try to get a fire started and then abscond. I think that you are going to take the risk. I'm going to say, yep. This sounds like a daring, risky, or outright stupid feat. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that's two tags. Come on now, dice. Don't fail me now. That's two sixes, so that's a 14. Describe for me in montage form what happens and how you get away. Okay, so those those folks, they are so distracted. I have a big old tank of gasoline and I'm just throwing it around the most flammable looking parts of the, the building. I uh, pull out a match, light it, throw it, make sure it catches, and then just very casually walk away and around a corner. So by the time the fire is really noticeable and growing, growing, I am out of sight. 
Top of the next page. Poppy, your mom is holding your hand very tightly and has dragged you down the street. And you are now stopped standing in front of St. Bridget's Academy of Mercy boarding school for young women. And your mom says, I can't explain it. I know that after I almost died. And I know that we have to get closer to God because life is fleeting and we have to remind ourselves what's really important. Trust me. I love you. This is for your own good. This is not for any good. This is the worst possible thing that could ever happen to me. You say that now, but... I'm saying that forever. In four years, you will understand. You didn't die. That's all. You didn't die. It's fine. We can just go back to normal. Everything is super normal. This was a sign from God. I was the only one in my entire department who survived. God chose me for a reason, and we have to listen. If he has so much power, then where's everybody else? Huh? They're right inside. We're going in. We're going in. That's not what I mean, and you know it. If we ignore a miracle, then what are we even doing? There are no such thing as miracles unless you make them yourself. She's just pulling you up the stairs. And you can see the other girls coming in for school, all in their their uniforms. All of them seem to have their heads down, trudging, kind of slowly. And your mom pulls you in. This place is going to suck my soul out, Mom. Shh! And she brings you right into the administration office. There's a little uh, name placard on the desk for Sister Shannon. And she looks like she is the one here in the office coordinating all of the paperwork as you, as the two of you enter. Oh, come right in. I, we're very happy to have you here. I, we, I heard that yesterday has been very traumatic. And yeah, ha- super traumatic. So traumatic. I don't want to talk to anyone. I absolutely is that okay, sister? Un- you can always talk to the Lord during chapel time. And sure. perhaps you will find answers there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. But, but please have some, a have a some seat. Conversations to have. Yeah. We have some. Sure. Yeah. Some I'm gonna paperwork. sit here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And great this, paperwork and God. This great. This place is great. So it feels like maybe three days have gone by, but the clock says it's been about fifteen minutes. When there is a knock at the door, and Father Gill stands there. Father Gill, this morning you did get a notice. Mm-hmm. that perhaps uh, St. Bridget's Academy of Nursing Boarding School for Young Women could use a little bit of assistance this morning because apparently there was a spike in enrollment due to the events of yesterday. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so as you come in, um, it takes a moment. There is Poppy. Poppy, how are you oh. looking by the time Father Gill arrives? Disgruntled, ruffled, pissed off. Oh, like the smallest, angriest little dog that you could imagine. (laughs) Just like fluffy, hair puffed out, just like growling under her breath. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's it's uh, it's it's young puppy. How are you? You're coming to our school. That's great. That's wonderful. That's it's very Mm. good. I think uh, I I suspect this will be a good fit for you. You're going to (laughs) make you're going to do great things. Did God tell you that? 
Oh, no, I, I really believe that having you here is probably going to be an interesting experience for all of us. And we're going to remember it for all of our days. I am <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. Mr. Gill. Father Gill, if you would. Uh, Poppy, mm-hmm. your mother your mother leans over and pinches your leg. <laughs> Manners. Manners. Uh, I um, will say uh, one of my weakness tags is uh, being treated like a child. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> things might be happening. Um, <laughs> I can turn to Sister Shannon uh, and uh, and say, uh, "Is the uh, the paperwork done for for Ms. Poppy, or uh, are you are we still admitting her?" Oh, she is admitted, and we will finish Excellent. the paperwork. Um, and I didn't realize that the two of you were already acquainted. That's wonderful. Um, Father Gilroy, young Miss Pembroke. Is joining mm-hmm. is joining us now, and it seems like perhaps she could use a tour of the that chapel. That was exactly my thought. I think you and uh, you and the the mother Pembroke can deal with the administrative issues, uh, and I can take young Poppy to see our facilities. And I'm sure that she will be uh, enthused and entertained by the tour. That sounds wonderful. Thank you, Father. Of course, of course. Anything to help. Uh, Poppy, if you'd like to come along, we can uh, get you out of this office and perhaps stretch your legs a bit. Poppy, your mother stands very quickly sure. and says, I will bring the rest of your things and I can, I'm can. i allowed to come visit this weekend. Uh, I will make sure that if there's anything that you need, I will absolutely bring it. But anything that's allowed, I will pack up and bring here today. I love you. And she holds her arms out. And she gives you a big hug. And she holds you very tight. I'm just stiff in the hug. Just listen. Just okay. Listen. You can you can do this. I know you can do this. Listening to what? The world? To just, people? Just you you will hear his voice. Just listen for his voice. You will hear it, I know. And she gives you a kiss and lets go, and she is very teary. Have no fear, Mrs. Pembroke. We're going to take good care of your daughter here. Uh, I am sure that uh, we will all learn from each other in this process. I trust you, Father. I trust you with my daughter. Absolutely. I want nothing but the best for young Poppy. Poppy, come along. Let's uh, let's let's see where you're yeah. going to be for a while. Sure. Um, bye, Mom. Uh, try not to die again, because uh, I don't want to switch schools a uh, second time. The Lord has chosen me to be here for you. I can't imagine that I'll be going anywhere anytime soon. And I will escort Poppy to, do we have like a, a nice, I imagine we have like a nice sort of uh, like, a, like a quad or, or some sort of outdoor section where people can. Probably some kind of a yeah. meditative courtyard, sure, greenery, sure, sure. Yeah. Some, yeah. some birds chirping. Yeah. Lots of, lots of statues of saints just sort of watching. Totally, yes. yeah. Some of yeah. them are in clear agony. Oh, absolutely. There's that one. Was it? Is it Bartholomew? I think he's got his skin. So like he's he's got his skin hanging off his arm. It's stuff like that. You got a Sebastian in the corner, full of arrows. It's beautiful. And maybe Poppy, as you walk along, you're like, what exactly are they in ecstasy of? I can't quite tell. But lots of pietas. Lots, yes. so many pietas. None of my business. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll I'll be walking along with with Poppy. I'll say so. Um, your mother's enrolling you here, huh? Guess so. Guess um All right. just took a one more near-death experience to push her over the edge. She she does mean the best, I'm sure. 
Sure. If she meant the best, she would listen to me. Uh, parents aren't very good at that. Well, uh, rule number one uh, here, and we do have quite a few, so you may you may wish to take notes at some point. We'll start with rule number one, which is please do not murder anyone. I know that's going to be your first choice. I know that'll Look, be the impulse that you can't make right any promises. To. Please do, because you murder people and there's paperwork. It's, it's, it's not just a, even murder. It's not. All right. It's if not we have murder any of your, if, if we have any exist. of your if we have any of your twisted ones or whatever you call them, we can deal with wayward those. Ones. I'm talking wayward ones. Thank you. I'm talking about things like your teachers, right? I, I know Sister I Mary don't Elizabeth. I murder regular people. Well, not as yet, but Sister Mary Elizabeth, the geography teacher, she is, uh, to put it charitably, she is not terribly well liked. Just keep your keep your impulses at, uh, sort of on a tight grip, if you would. That's all I really ask. And your skirt has to be three inches below the knee. But uh, again, there's a list. No! There's a list. Uh, a... That's worse than Girl Scouts. Ah, uh, well, you know, we have higher standards than Girl Scouts, perhaps. That's all. And uh, yeah, there's something about the cookies we'll have to discuss at some point. But uh, like I said, I, I think this is not nearly as bad as your cookies. No, 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 no. What about the cookies? What <laughs> well, now? We, what well, else have, can you throw at me hours. to ruin my day? No, no, no. We, we have dining hours and we have a very, a very lovely cafeteria that serves very healthy and, and well-balanced meals. Uh, however, uh, we do I not allow... You I can't sell my cookies? Well, that would be a business venture, which uh, we do not permit on campus grounds. If you were to charitably donate the money that you make from the cookies to the church, that would certainly be acceptable. Uh, also, we do not allow snacks in the dormitory rooms, I'm afraid. Uh, it encourages... This place is a nightmare! It is not. It is a place where young people can build character and learn to become nope. uh, you know, better nope, adults. Nope, I'm That's out. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I start I walking think... away. I'm trying to find a way out. I, I don't I'm think that's going to happen, Ms. Pembroke. No. I'm sorry. Oh, look, it can look, and look. it will. I have a scary magic scythe. Nobody yes, can I, stop I me. Yes, I know you do. I know you do. Poppy, you find a door. It's going inside to a, a building, though. You know what? It's, I went away. Away. Okay. I want to be away. I, know I hate adults. Do. They're the worst. We can be, we can be difficult, yes. I, I acknowledge that. Look, here's here's the thing. All right, I'll I'll follow her into what I'm going to say is the uh, the the chapel, the small chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Poppy, and I kind of look around. You're not like the other students here. I'm not like the other clergy working here. Not everybody is going to react to you well if you insist on being special. Do you know what I mean? And I know that you are. Nobody- I know that you are. I know that you are a, a special young woman, and you can do things that the other kids can't do. But Nobody that's going to draw attention to, to you. Well, anyways, so. But given what we know about what's going on in this city right now, that there's people who are trying to find people like us, that there's people who are trying to upend the way the city works, I think I believe a, a lower profile is a good idea. And this way, if you're if you're here, then if something comes up, you and I, we can figure it out. We can find Stanley or hopefully find Minha or find out something about her. I've been asking around and I haven't uh, I haven't heard word one. You're here. I'm here. Or at least I'm over at St. Bridget's, so I'm not far. I'm not going to expect you to be converted into a proper God-fearing Catholic adult. I'm, I'm not an idiot. Give the place a chance. It's not prison. It's not 
well, you can't leave unless you're chaperoned, but there's another thing on the list. Oh my God. But I think it's it's not going to be as bad as you think it'll be. And and if you and, and you'll have a chance to interact with other people and you'll have a chance to hopefully learn how to use your abilities in ways that are more constructive. Other people are stupid and they don't get it. I don't I don't know what any I don't know what mom expects. Your mother is terrified. Do you, do you not see that? She's well, terrified. Believing in God isn't going to bring anyone back. I don't think that's so what, what she wants. So what do I have any use for it? She's not, that's not what she's terrified of. She's afraid for you, I think. She knows that you're not like other kids. She knows that you're, well, my, the, the priest that, that I knew when I was growing up would have said willful, would have been the word he used. You're a woman of great inner strength. And I think your mother doesn't know how to deal with that. And so she's it's dealing not, with it the only way she knows how. It's not me she has to worry about. It's not like I can die or anything. Does she know that? I told her. Oh, parents don't always listen, right? Yeah. So she's a mom. And, and I hate to ask, well, but I'm going to. Uh, is your father in the picture? <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to guess Mr. No. Father Gill, so ask ask your No. Okay. So she's raising you by herself. She has her I'm assuming only daughter that she's got to take no. care of. That an only daughter who she does not understand. Give yeah, her Yeah, well, she liked Ruth better anyway, so. All right. All I ask is Give her a chance. Give this place a chance. It's it's not completely awful. And and hopefully we can find ways for you to 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 exercise your talents in ways that'll be helpful, useful, productive to you. Running off out of here is, is not going to solve anything for anybody. I wish it would. And I understand the impulse. I really, really do. But it just pushes the problem further down the road. And eventually you're gonna have to deal with it. And it is at this moment when the door to the street sort of bursts open and a man well-dressed in a business suit, very um, out of sorts runs in and looks around and sees you father and says, father, I, we, we need help. Can you help? Please. My friend needs help. Is this someone I recognize? Someone in the crowd occasionally. Okay. But... All right. Uh, I, I turned to, to Poppy and, and I say, Now's our chance. If you want to do something, I'll, I'll turn to the, the man. I say, absolutely. Uh, young lady, uh, the, your Girl Scouts are, are known to be resourceful and helpful. Let's uh, let's help this gentleman out. Yep, that's me. Let's, let's go. Resourceful and helpful to the end. That's Poppy. All right. Uh, what do you need, sir? Uh, my friend in the car, is he's hurt. All right. All right. Let's, 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 let's go. Come on. Let's help this guy out. And we'll, I'll head out. There's a car parked half on the sidewalk in front of the chapel. In the back seat, you can see that there is a man uh, who is very bloody. Oh, dear. And the guy who just ran into the church runs out and opens the door and says, uh, the, the hospital is still too filled up with all the, the, the people who were hurt yesterday. And I didn't know my friend got uh, uh, something attacked him. Oh, and dear. you can see he needs he needs help. Uh, but I don't know what to do. All right, all right. Uh, well, I've I've been known to help people in emergency situations. I'm not a doctor, but I, I did a little battlefield medicine. 
Uh, let me let me take a look, and I'll, I'll open up the door and take a look at this poor person who's been injured. So you can both see that this is another man in a very nice suit, dressed very well, but this guy is covered with long gashes through his face that have cut through his clothing. These look like uh, they were they came in threes, like maybe three long claws gouged into him in a number of places. Oh dear. He All is right. very soaked through. Oof. He is very right. disfigured. And you have seen people roughly in this condition in the war, Father. Yeah. And it was hard to get them to last the night. Right. All right. Um But you can help him, right, Father? I can I can I can try my best. I I can try my best. Poppy, uh what do you know of first aid? The basic stuff that a Girl Scout knows, of course. Excellent, excellent. Help me stop the bleeding on this man, if you can. Uh, and I'll okay. start tearing. Do I, what do I have to tear? I don't have anything to tear. I don't have anything to like, improvise band. I've got a handkerchief. I start tearing uh, the <laughs> Three inches above the knee. All right. <laughs> so, all right, so I'll start it's to save to, a man's life. It is to save a man's life, absolutely. Uh, I tell the guy who, who came in, I say, can you please put some... Put some pressure on, on, on that part of the body there, uh, Poppy. And I start, she starts handing me strips of, of uniform. Uh, and I'll start trying to bind whatever wounds seem to be worst and most bindable. Uh, basic, yeah, battlefield, like, you know, shrapnel to the face medicine. Father Gill, can you investigate? Absolutely. So let's see what happens. Uh, all right. That's an eight on the dice plus one is nine. My question would be, uh, how savable is this man? Not super savable. Okay. What you're seeing here is that these claws have gone very deep. They're not superficial. Some of the ones that have gone through the chest look like you can see bone through them. Oof. Uh, and some of the, the blood that is coming out is a darker color. Okay. All right. So I'll ask the, the guy, uh, where where did you find him? And and what were they? Tell me more about, about how you found him while, while we do our best here. We both do work down near where the accident was yesterday. I guess the gas main explosion or whatever it was. Uh, but we were down in that area doing work for my boss's warehouse. Nikki here was outside and I was inside, you know, doing doing some coordination. And we heard screaming. We came back out and Nikki was all hurt like this. Do I recognize this guy from uh, our, our little interaction at the warehouse? Yeah, yeah you might. Okay. You might. All right. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll keep that to myself for now. Okay, uh, so you were inside, he was outside, and there's you didn't see anything, you didn't hear anything, you didn't. I just heard screaming. I just these heard look Nick like these look like animal gashes. To be frank, they don't look like like any shrapnel that I've seen. Looks like he was attacked, mauled by some a bear or something. You know, I don't, I didn't see no bear or anything, Father. I just, uh, I heard, I heard Nikki screaming, and I, I ran out, and right. this was the first place I thought to go. All right. Uh, well, yes, we will. We will do our best to try and to to try and help him. But I'm, I'm I want to tell you, sir, his wounds are grievous, uh, and he needs immediate proper medical attention right now. Poppy, uh, you look like you have something in your mind. I I think I'm just like looking over this guy, pretending my hands aren't getting shaky, and I think I want to try and you know intuit if this guy is going to make it or if he's closer to death than we think if he's supposed to be dead at this point or um, what's keeping him here, if there is mm. something that's keeping him here. You can investigate as well. Great. 
a 10. This is not a wayward one. This is a guy. From what you know about where wayward ones come from, it seems like this guy may not be a pleasant sort of fellow, but somebody much better connected than he would have to be involved for him to become wayward. I think like that sort of comes to mind. Like this may not qualify there. What you do recognize on a 10 is that these claw marks look a little familiar. And you can remember that that strange vulture man that was thrown into the pit of smoke had three very long claws that were very much like this. Oh. Sir, if you could do me a favor, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While we're working on this, uh, go inside to the front desk and ask for Sister Marjorie. She's the school nurse. All right. Uh, yeah. And have her come out here as well. We, we need more hands. All right. Uh, okay. I'll be right back. And he All runs right. off. Staunching bleeding. And I, I turned to Poppy. What do you think? I think he's, he was in that hole with that guy. The thing that you guys wouldn't let me kill. Ah, the, 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 the bird man. The bird thing. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not good. All right. Try to so bleeding he here. was in that hole. Why? From our memory, how far is that hole from where the warehouse was? If the warehouse had a back door, mm-hmm. it would come out into an alley that was right near okay. uh, Whitman Central. Okay. All right. So hey, I don't know if he was in the hole, but something maybe from the hole found him. I don't know. I, 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 I can't begin to know. Um, maybe if we, can, if we can save him, we can find out more. But I don't know how savable he is. He's not going to make it. <sighs> Probably not, but can't not try, can we? And I'll keep trying to staunch wounds as best I can, tie things, bind things, all that good stuff. I think Poppy's just kind of silent beside him, um, helping when he asks for mm-hmm. help and kind of just looking at him with a, a kind of confused, thoughtful look almost. Um, just like that's a new train of thought. In the next panel, we can see Poppy sort of stepping back a little bit from the car and looking up and looking around, sort of lost in thought. And something catches her eye. She turns fully up towards the sky and she can see something that looks very much like a vulture man. But he is different. All of his feathers now are white. On the top of the next page. Stanley, what time do you normally wake up? Uh, normally, I think you'd be looking at, you know, maybe 9, 30, 10 or so to get out the door and get selling. But uh, today might be a little different since you know, how I'm concerned about having nothing to sell. <laughs> it is still dark out when you hear a scratching on your bedroom window. Star will get up and walk over to the window. Do you have curtains? Do you have blinds? Like, what do you? Um, yeah, definitely like heavy curtains that are basically always drawn closed. Yeah, so as you get closer, it sounds like there is something or someone trying to open the window from the other side. Grumbles a bit, pulls back the curtain, and looks. And there is a burst of movement. It takes a moment to really understand what it is you're looking at. And maybe you don't quite understand what you're looking at. Your first thought is, hey, that's a dog. (laughs) But that is not a dog. Just the face is a dog. And the body is something like some kind of monkey or baboon. It's pretty large, not quite human size large, but maybe a little bit smaller than a gorilla because there is a zoo here. 
you've seen a gorilla. And this dog-faced baboon bears its, its very sharp teeth, screeches, and then disappears climbing up the building. Don't see those every day. And I don't know, in my building, is there some kind of accessible roof? I think there is. It's going to be one of those days again, isn't it? Methodically go through, grab my coat, and head up the stairs at kind of a, a bit of a plodding pace, but figuring, all right, well, let's see what's going on now. You get out onto the roof, and you can see that the sun is coming up, though it's not all the way, so it's dark, it's getting a little bit brighter, and you can see this sort of humanoid form across the roof sitting on the edge. It doesn't seem to have noticed you. I'm just like, hello, what do you want? And it turns, it bares its teeth, it screams, and then jumps over the edge. Yeah, that's real nice. All right, screaming, jumping. Walk towards where it jumped off and look downwards. So from the edge of the building, you can see it scrambling down now. Though next to where it was sitting on the edge, you can hear a light hissing, as though there might be a snake nearby. Um, yeah, so I will kind of uh, cautiously make the be ready to you know, provide my usual defenses and uh, try to look for the snake. It takes a moment because uh, the, the roof is not fully illuminated yet. But yeah, there is a it's coil way too there. too early for me to be awake. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, there is a coil that is slowly unraveling itself. Uh, it's not super close to you, but it, it, you get the sense that it is very aware of how close you are. Uh, any further description of said coil? <laughs> <laughs> how well do you know your snakes? Probably not that well. You could investigate if you're interested in very specific details. Not so much specific details, but does this look like any standard snake around or is there I, something more to it? I mean, yeah, I think that because it's a little dim, because maybe you don't think of yourself as an expert on snakes, this is definitely not like a little bitty grass snake. This is larger with the light the way it is, it's hard to tell exactly how big it is. But it looks like it looks like uh, someone dropped a, a dark coil of rope that is sort of twining around. This is probably going to cause problems for someone. Can't have this right now. Um, so I will yeah, basically walk up to it with my, my uh, armored form and, and attempt to basically grab it and throw it off the building. <laughs> if you try to make this action... Mm-hmm it will probably strike around the same time and whether or not it is successful would depend on your role. <laughs> so am I doing, am I, am I uh, doing something stupid and taking a risk or going toe to toe with snake or <laughs> you're overcoming something in a struggle, right? So that is toe to toe. And that will be seven plus two, nine. Yeah. You have this thing in your hand and you <laughs> right. can totally throw it over the side of the building uh, and as you start to do that, it sinks its teeth into you. It's giving you a two-tiered tag <laughs> of poisoned. Woohoo! But yeah, you are in control of it. So for the, uh, I'll look at the stake for a moment. Now that I'm seeing it quite close up, anything in particular on it or identifying of any kind? Hey, this is a cobra. <laughs> They're usually not here. They are not. It's like, huh. yeah, this is definitely one of those days again. Probably proceed to toss it off the building as planned. <laughs> yeah, you watch it go over the side. 
And you can see a, a woman walking along the sidewalk. She's carrying a case that looks very familiar. Let's <laughs> like, oh, hey, lady, uh, might want to watch out for that. Yelling off the side of the roof, I guess. <laughs> Joanna, someone yells out to you from the roof, and you can see something that looks like a, a pretty large coil of rope falling in your direction. Huh. I'll definitely back, back up, lest it come near me. I think with the warning, you can get out of the way. I, I get out of the way. You hear a, a kind of a squish. It was not a rope. This was a pretty big snake that someone just threw off the roof at you. Hmm. Apparently our first interaction is me trying to attack you with a snake, so... Eh. Worse has happened. It's fine. Um, let's say, wait, just stay right there. Well, I mean, you could back away from the snake, but stay right there. Ooh, I want to go toward the snake. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- uh, I did hear a squish. Is it moving? The snake is not moving. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm cautiously approaching it. Yeah, it is a squish. Oh, it uh, is fully squish. Yeah, it doesn't, it is not moving at all. Uh, oh. Parts of it has sort of, is now leaking on the sidewalk. Fun. Yeah, I'm going to just examine it. Nice sciencey investigation of this, of this big squish. Yeah, you're more of a, a chemistry person. Yeah, but like, I, d- I don't have experience milking snakes, so I don't think I know how to extract venom, but I'm definitely curious. So I'll, 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 I'll be like poking at it, but I don't know that I'll get anything interesting out of it. Yeah, you are definitely poking it when the guy from the roof rushes out the front door. Hello, is this your snake? No, no. Okay, because it didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably for the best. I, I do have two questions for you. First one is, where'd you get the case? A burning building. Are you Stanley? Yeah, yeah, that, that's mine. Okay, Six. then, yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving it, I'm, this is your, here you go. Thank thank you, thank you very much. Uh, second question, do you know anything about snake anti-venom? <laughs> I hope they are. Huh. I can certainly find out can i do a roll to see if i know anything about this or can i tap into my man stuff which would you like to do i guess i've already established that i don't know much about snakes but so um are about snake venom already so yeah i'm gonna tap in okay. uh roll to see if you can find some anti-venom all right gosh that's two sixes again so i know everything about snakes now you come back with a with a syringe, uh, <laughs> Stanley. It, it looks like she just pulls a syringe out of her sleeve. Yeah, here you hey, go. Hey, that, that's a neat trick. I uh, send the syringe back to like a syringe disposal facility. <laughs> um, Stanley, you've lost one tier. You feel like the other tier will go away soonish. Could I potentially do a, a change the game and apply my fast healing to try to remove that? Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, it was just a seven, so. Yeah, so it was already at one, so now yeah. it is pretty much, okay. yeah. Yeah, and so the rest of it, so you just sort of see the, uh, the, the steak bite kind of heal up. That's a neat trick. I thought so. Stanley, what does this woman see when she sees your rift form? So the rift form, you see kind of um, fate 
it's sort of fading in and out there a bit, but it's you see, um, insect plates and armor and claws. And I think it establishes has some kind of antenna to where ears should be, uh, but humanoid size. And Joanna, what does Stanley see? Particularly when you saw me do, like, producing the, the syringe and tapping into snake knowledge, you definitely saw from the back of my skull sort of these giant ram's horns start to protrude. They, they faded away, uh, even in rift form, uh, after I had done my magic things. The more constant rift theme is just a bunch of symbols and floating around me and in a circle around my feet. So in addition to carrying Stanley's case, you have this manila envelope that on it is uh, someone had written the word Stanley. Is this yours? Uh, it's my name on it, so probably. There you go. Hey, I'll open the envelope. It looks like someone has finished all of the paperwork <laughs> to buy the vacuum cleaner. There are drops of blood on these forms. Some of the handwriting is kind of faint and pretty messy, as though the person was barely holding it together as he was filling it out. And the rest of it is just filled with money. Huh. He really must have wanted a vacuum cleaner. I mean, that's some dedication. You see this? This guy barely holding it together. And yet, here's the form. Here's the money. And you know, in six to eight business weeks, he'll have the, the finest vacuum cleaner money can buy. Huh. I don't know that they will, but I'm sure the vacuum cleaner will get to where they were. It was in need of some pretty heavy cleaning, especially when we left. I'd say about the same thing. <laughs> it, was, it was quite a, a hot mess when I left. That sounds right. So, uh, Mina told oh. me to find you. And where, I mean, she you... told she gave me the address of that the place where I got this. And where'd you find like, her? She sort of disappeared. I guess we both disappeared, but disappeared to the same place. So that's <laughs> how I met her. That's odd. But uh, I think I know some people who might be uh, interested in, in knowing she's okay. Yeah, she's okay. She's uh, she's going to find her mother. Well, that sounds like a whole other story. But uh, if we could find a, a Father Gill down at St. Bridget's, might be interested in this. Yeah, uh, I hear he's slightly more violent than one would expect of a priest. So yeah, I'm a little interested bit. in seeing this. And there's a Girl Scout, too. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we can we can find her somewhere somewhere over there too. Okay. From above you, both of you hear a screech, and hanging on to the side of your apartment building, Stanley, is this dog-faced baboon. He is right by your bedroom window, and you can see him pushing it up, giving you a look, almost as though he's taunting you, and he ducks inside. Suppose I have to deal with that, whatever that is. You ever seen one of those before? No. Does he live there? No, I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. That 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 makes sense. You can come along if you'd like, but I suppose I should keep him from taking whatever else I have up there. I mean, the most important thing is the case. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll help. All right. Um, head back to the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I'm getting a lot of stairmaster time in today. From outside in the hallway of your apartment. 
you can hear a mess. The sounds of things being thrown around. And then some silence. It's a good thing you brought the vacuum case back. Sounds like you're going to need it. Uh, yeah. Just go barging straight in. You push open the door. And you hear uh, a shuffling, a scattering, a scrambling, and a little screeching. And this dog-faced baboon, using all fours, leaps out the window again. So I so roll my eyes and so look around to see if I can, uh, I guess, investigate to see if I can see what he was trying to do or find. or. Yeah, I don't think you need to investigate. On one of your walls, it looks like he has scratched in a pretty sizable symbol at the top seems to be a crescent moon but the points are up as though it was a little bowl and the bottom of the crescent moon connects to a large circle and on the bottom of that large circle is something almost like a T or is that a cross a T, a circle a crescent moon pointed up hmm. this, this is not my area of expertise you seem to know things. You know anything about symbols? I gesture toward my rift form. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably. Is this what? Is this an astrological symbol? Is this like Jupiter or or something? It may be close to that. Can I roll to see if I know these things? Because I know stuff. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can both roll to see if it makes any sense to you. I'm trying to think if I have anything to add to this, but this is not my. Uh, yeah, not my wheelhouse at all. Yeah, I think I'm just rolling with the plus yeah. one power, power essentially. All right, yeah, I, uh, that's a 10 for me. And that is a no for me. <laughs> yeah. Joanna, at some point in school, there may have been like a, a history class or something that you remember this from. And although all of the details don't come right to mind, you definitely saw this in uh, a unit on Egyptian history. Yeah, that's uh, an Egyptian uh, history symbol. Yeah, that's more than I know, but still doesn't sound terribly helpful. I could uh, I could go do some research on it. Sounds like a plan. I got to secure the window first, because apparently that's a problem here. Yeah, things keep falling from heights. I mean, one of those was my fault. Eh. Yeah, so I'm going to try to secure my bedroom window. At some point, you might need a better latch. Yeah. But uh, it is as secured as you can make it for now. All right. And uh, any other, anything else of note, like in terms of things that are specifically out of place or? It looks like some crazy thing rushed in and threw a bunch of stuff around, carved something into the wall and jumped out the window. Sounds right. All right. Chaos monkey. Got it. The only other plan I currently have is to go <laughs> hunt down Father Gill and... Hopefully, hopefully, Poppy and tell them about the, the new information about Minha.